Hi, welcome to the AfterBuzz TV after show for American Gothic. We'll be talking about season one, episode 10, The Veteran in a New Field. Let's find out if Garrett is still on our hit list or if we have a new suspect. Don't go away. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. <laughs> and now, let the buzz begin. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Well, for anyone who's watching us as opposed to just listening, you got to see our strobe light second week in a row. Special request by Gabriel. Hey, I know what the fans want to see, Zoe. They want to see a nice little party before we talk about the craziest murder mystery on Wednesday night television. That is absolutely true. And right before we get started, where can everyone find you on social media? Hey guys, you can find me on Twitter at Double G on TV. Also, you see Lucretia's not here. As always, follow her on L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N. As she always says, there is only one. That's true, and I'm Zoe Hewitt. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zoe Said What. That's Z-O-E Said What. And of course, as always, you can also make sure to chat with us on Twitter. You can leave us comments in the comment section on, on YouTube because we will definitely respond. We love continuing yep. the discussion. And if you are listening to us on iTunes, don't forget to hit that five stars and uh, yep. give us a great rating, too. Yes, yeah, say what? <laughs> I'm sorry. Gabriel just really likes throwing in that and so he said what right there. Yeah. Oh, by the way, happy Kobe Bryant Day in Los Angeles. Just want to point that out. Is that anyway. a real thing? Yes. He was at City Hall today, had a great uh, meeting with the mayor, and a lot of fans were there, and a lot of people were there, and his impact on the community. And, you know, of course, that is more for the media, but let's be honest. Any chance to celebrate and get the day off work to talk basketball, I'm with it. And now everyone is frantically and looking to see, did they tune into the wrong show tonight? <laughs> so, well, you know, in case you guys are wondering why didn't he clean up today, I just wanted to answer it for the fans. And that's all they know. And um, as we get started, of course, as always, the episode titles correspond to famous American paintings. We'll let you know where that painting is within the show. So initial thoughts, we started out the show in the pre-credit sequence. Mm -hmm. The main news that we got is that, of course, Jennifer is officially dead. We saw what looked to be like her murder at the end of last week's episode. It was confirmed. And then we have Brady talking to Detective Cutter and saying, hey, um, you know, I think it's a copycat. I don't think this is a real thing. And um, and they examine the crime scene and they find that there were a lot of details, however, that only the killer would have known about. There were things that were never released to the police, such as the indentation on the inside of the silver bell. So that was our main bit of information in the opening before the opening credits. Mm -hmm. So at that setup, did you think we were dealing with a copycat or did you think that that was just a red herring? Oh, that was definitely a red herring. When we saw that, it's immediately, this is the real silver bells, this is the real McCoy. Um, the way they set it up was very interesting because I really thought that they were going to go somewhere else with it as far as mm -hmm. examining Boston. I thought, hey, the freaking biggest murderer in their history is back and just killed someone on live television. And they touched on that with the mass hysteria on the news. But you would have thought you'd see maybe some cars leaving town, something like that. I thought they would go there with that. But I was actually more shocked to see that besides the news... All their scenes and the community were kind of business as usual. That's interesting that you say that. I hadn't thought of that. And it doesn't strike me as strange just because still in a big city, I feel like as strange as the sounds, maybe people are getting killed all the time in any big city. And so I just I don't picture mass exodus based on one more murder. I guess for me, uh, 
in college, I had a teacher and they talked about living in, um, what was it, Washington when they had the D.C. sniper going on and said, no exaggeration. You had people when they were filling up their gas or going to the grocery store, like ducking in between cars to get out of here. It was legit mass hysteria. So I thought because this show really tries to bring in that realism of the city of Boston, that that's the direction they might take. That makes sense. Yeah. And so as we get into the post credit sequences, then we have um, Allison, who's sitting and watching Jennifer's murder sort of again and again at campaign headquarters. Madeline comes in and says, hey, great news. Garrett's getting out of jail. But then suddenly Detective Cutter shows up and she says that she wants everything from Mitchell's funeral because they believe that the killer did show up at the funeral. So they are continuing the investigation. And she also says that Allison is a little bit under investigation, too, because they keep finding her name in conjunction with the murder that just took place, Jennifer's murder. And then we also have Garrett and Tessa who talk in jail. And interestingly, Garrett confesses to Tessa what happened with um, his friend Al Jenkins, who Mm -hmm. he had, we saw at the end of last week's episode as well, who he um, performed, I guess, a mercy killing with, who is sick, and says that it's the only, she's the only person he's ever told. And um, right as we wrap up sort of this set of scenes, we have Cam, of course, who's ending rehab, but trying to hit on his nurse. And we have Brady, who really wants assurance, again, that he will be on the case still because the FBI comes in and takes over. So that's where everything pretty much winds up. Um, what did you what did you think in those next sequences? Did you think that it was um, believable that Garrett confessed to Tessa? Definitely didn't expect him to bring it up. I felt like that would be a secret that he would kind of take to the grave. At least that's from what we know about Garrett as a character and then just how he was so reserved in that. I was shocked that he kind of spilled the beans. I ex- The way they presented it was a little awkward for me too because rather than have him deliver it in that kind of enigmatic Garrett fashion, they kind of show... A replay so yeah. that actually threw me off when i was watching but i thought it was more telling how he tells tess that christina is pregnant mm-hmm. because now obviously knowing tess is pregnant yeah. how does she feel about maybe garrett not being in that baby's life thinking now herself and brady so mm-hmm. i thought that was probably the biggest thing um cam and his nurse i mean if you're gonna have someone that beautiful watching out for me i don't know like Outpatient program? Come on. (laughs) No. It was very interesting, and I think it's supposed to really illustrate Mm -hmm. Cam moving on with his life, moving on from Sophie. I like that, and I agree that he's moving on, but by the same token, I didn't love that, and I don't love that that's where the storyline is going, because I feel like I wanted Cam to be in rehab, getting better, and the fact that now it's turned into sort of a dating situation for him, it feels like it almost delegitimizes the rehab a little bit, that he's just there and, hey, I got a date out of it, so great, let me dump Sophie because now I've got this information, you know, I've got April who's ready to step in. And so I I feel like it also then legitimizes all of Sophie's concerns initially that April was moving in on her, on Cam. So I don't know that I love where that's going. So in other words, I think what you're getting at that, yeah, let's say it doesn't work out with him and April. Cam is still, while he's very well off right now, he's still very fragile. So I get where you're coming from. I think, um, you know, and all, you know, all joking aside, 
I do think that it sets up to put April on the chopping block, especially because we're led to believe... No, I'll, I'll predict it right now. Whoever... S- we know SBK is one of the family members. It would be no fun if the show didn't go that way. I think whoever it is, you know, they want to keep the secret and somehow hurting the other Hawthorne if it's not Cam. Well, that puts uh, April in harm's way. So I think that's what it sets up for, keeping her close to Cam. I don't know, though, because you want to predict everyone's death who is not in the family because I'm still waiting for Phyllis the Catwoman to die, and I'm pretty sure she's gone. I'm just going to point this out. We haven't seen her or her cat in a while. (laughs) I'm pretty sure the Hawthorns don't care to check in on her every day. We might find out she's been dead a few weeks. They just never checked (laughs) on her. Possibly, but I'm not holding my breath over that. But the fans, the- does Phyllis live? Hashtag ABTV, American <laughs> Goth. I love that tag. <laughs> so we also find out some really interesting information that, of course, Jennifer had been looking into Mayor Conley for Allison, mm-hmm. and um, Allison does get brought in for questioning, and she says she'll only talk to Brady, and what she says to him is that she thinks that the mayor was involved in Jennifer's death and that she thinks it was because of her for setting Jennifer out on him. And she shows Brady as well the photographs that we saw the um, detective in Cutter excuse me, Detective Cutter and Mayor Conley meeting in secret, which they wouldn't have needed to since she's mm-hmm. the main detective on the case. So did you believe it? I, because I said to you while we were watching, I said, oh, it will be such a letdown if it turns out that the killer's not in the family after all this and if it's the mayor. That would just, I mean, uh, if you didn't have so much on the Hawthorns and it was just a very broad Boston story, that mm-hmm. would be exciting. It's like the mayor right. was the killer? What? But no, this is about the Hawthorns, so it can't be someone else. It would not be satisfying. The payoff would not be worth it after following the show. What I was more disappointed of is that it didn't... The tension was so short-lived. I really wanted to see, you know, maybe they'd try harder to hide something. Mm -hmm. They still could go back, let's be honest. But right now, just the way that they didn't have something extra to hide when they finally have the evidence with um, Mm -hmm. Brady and them... That was very, that was very interesting. Yeah, it was a very, here's a big mystery. Oh, and the mystery is solved. Yeah, there was like, no buildup, no tension. It was yes. fast. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, we got to talk about, um, I love that scene where Brady and Allison are bonding and they crack the safe. Oh, well, we're not oh, we're, quite we're up not to that yet. yet. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> jumped it. We're not quite there. I know you're excited I'm to get stu- there. But as stu- we continue- I'm sorry, Zoe. <laughs> No, not at all. Well, as we continue through the show, we have Jack and Sophie now. Mm -hmm. And we get um, this sort of second refrain at this point Mm -hmm. of um, Jack saying, hey, maybe, or excuse me, not Jack and Sophie are at the apartment. But we get a second refrain of Cam saying, hey, maybe we don't really need to be giving Jack so much sugar. So Mm -hmm. it sort of perked my ears because it's the second time that we've heard that. And um, Jack, of course, is working on a history project for the history of Boston. And then we've got Brady and Allison who are saying that, you know, okay, something's going on with Mayor Conley. Let's go figure out what's going on. His assistant won't tell us where Mm -hmm. he was the day of the murder. So they decide they are going to Jennifer's house to break in and see if they can investigate and find something. Meanwhile, we've got Madeline who's going through everything from the funeral. And then she hands the box of items from the funeral to the FBI agent who's there, and then he leaves, Tessa's in the shadows listening, and Madeline gets on the phone and calls someone who Tessa later finds out is Caleb O'Connor, and she wants to figure out, like, who is this, basically, that you are calling? 
And so at that point, did you have a guess for who Caleb was? You know, I thought, okay, the, it did cross my mind, you know, could it have been the lover? But I honestly thought he, she might have been talking to one of the other Hawthorne children, not Tess. But then I'm like, wait, that would be too, you know, they're supposed to be at the funeral. So I was really trying to think, is it one of our periphery characters? Was it um, uh, Tom? Was it, you know, who is here? Maybe Cutter. And I was really trying to figure that out. But um, Caleb O'Connor, when I saw the name, it's like, well, he's got to be someone, you know, someone who's we've heard of. We just haven't seen doing to fit into the Hawthorne's atmosphere. Right. I And I thought that he was not so, when when we just knew she was on the phone before we knew mm-hmm. that Caleb was the name or who Caleb was. I thought we were getting a new character entirely, yes. sort of like when her mom was introduced, that it would open up another piece of the puzzle. So in some ways, I guess I was maybe a little let down, but also surprised because last week, again, we were talking that we thought, okay, the body was her um, her lovers, and yes. clearly he's still alive, so either someone's lying or, or someone's lying, basically. <laughs> I mean, it is a murder mystery. That's how you get from point A to point B mm-hmm. in these things. So yeah. Maybe she cheated on uh, Mitch twice. With someone else. That's right. Dun, there could have been another dun. one. <laughs> well, now we're at the, your favorite part here, sorry, Brady and yeah. Allison. So they get to Jennifer's apartment. They find a safe very quickly. So that was great detective work for Brady. Yes. And they ha- there's this great sequence as they're trying to guess what the combination could possibly be. And they try all these different combinations of things that could be meaningful to Jennifer. And then finally hit on. She had always worked at Channel 12. So 12, 12, 12. They get into the safe and they find a zip drive that is labeled Conley. So they get the main players into Allison's office. So that's Allison Brady, Mayor Conley, as well as Detective Cutter, and say what's going on. And this is what we alluded to a little bit earlier in the show. It turns out that they spill the beans and say, hey, Mayor Conley at that point was just getting into politics. He He did go visit David Morales the night of his murder. He was asking for financial backing and help. Uh, David Morales said no, so he stormed off in a fight. As it turns out, that's when David Morales was murdered, and he realized Mayor Connolly, who wasn't the mayor at the time, realized his cufflinks had been left behind. So he paid Detective Cutter $25,000 to retrieve them. So, yeah, that was, like we had said earlier tonight, that was just a very short, anti, a little bit anticlimactic. Yeah, because we alluded to that last episode. Okay, Jennifer died to keep this secret mm-hmm. safe and... You know, it's just that uh, Cutter and Connolly were in on that, which makes me think Jennifer knew something extra or obviously one of these two characters left is lying because if, all right, if you would to assume, okay, either Cutter or Connolly are silver belts, um, well, what are they hiding and what is it that Jennifer found out extra? Mm-hmm. There's more to this mystery. It just can't be like that. So I would have wanted it maybe to... A little more mysterious, yeah. something more, because Conley and Cutter, they're just really still like, oh, it wasn't it. Yeah, I was just, I needed to talk to David Morales. I was helping him. I only got 25000 to risk my career, which we talked about that. Like, really? Yeah, that's a very, it seems like a very small amount, even 14 years ago. That yeah. has still not been a lot of money. It may I mean, have been if, enough for her dad, but still not a lot. I mean, if I'm going to throw away my career, yeah. I need to make sure I won't need the money I would have gotten out of it <laughs> for the rest of my life. Yeah, absolutely. But so, no, yeah. No it tension. Was, 
It was fast. Yeah, the tension did not build right there. So all I can think and all I can hope is that there's something else coming because otherwise it just seems like a little blip on the radar. It's also yeah. possible that someone um, know that they that Silver Bells or the Silver Bells assistant, I guess, mm-hmm. possibly assumed that Jennifer knew something that Jennifer didn't even realize she knew. You know, that comes up a lot in murder mysteries. I like to read a lot of murder mysteries. Fiction, totally. I don't read the nonfiction. But that someone knows something they don't realize they know. So that's all I can think of as well because otherwise it doesn't really fit with why she was killed over this and who would have killed her because, right, I don't think that it's Detective Cutter or the mayor. No, I agree. That is a great theory. I haven't considered that. Um, I am more a little concerned. Do you do all this mystery, murder mystery reading with all your owl stuff? (laughs) I'm sorry. I'll let it go. So then we've got, you know, Jack has a great performance. We've had this build up for the history of Boston and what he could possibly be doing. All those uh, dismembered dolls. Oh, we've set it up for typical Jack. Right. We're set up for typical Jack. The family all shows up and um, it turns out, lighthearted moment, he's actually talking about a vat of molasses that burst in 1919. And um, at the same time, we've got Tessa and Allison who confront Madeline and say, hey, who is this Caleb? And he says, you know, hey, Madeline says, oh, well, it was the guy I had the affair with, you know, Mm. oops, basically. And um, you've got Brady who is taken then off of the case. The FBI says, hey, conflict of interest, you are done. And... um, the nurse alice or april excuse me april the nurse does show up and at the performance and Mm -hmm. says well hey cam we can have a strictly platonic relationship here so were you surprised to see april no just because i felt like they set her up a little too well in the beginning of the episode for her to just go off the map i wouldn't have been surprised if maybe she was sending messages and all those affirmations she put on cam's ipod like by the way cam and then it's like, oh, no wonder he's so intent on listening. But no, I wasn't surprised to see her. I really want to point out um, during Jack's performance, one of the things I really like how they fleshed out her character was Sophie mm-hmm. doing the sound effects yeah. for her son in the back. And I actually thought that was so cute. And um, it was just really well done because it made me really feel for the characters with what we learned later. And that moment, just how it was presented, considering what we talked about with Cam I always had to think about, we had that conversation earlier with Madeline mm-hmm. about getting custody of Jack. So I thought that was my favorite part of the show, how that story arc was framed and contained within this episode. And that was an interesting story arc that we still have more to add to it. But mm-hmm. right, Madeline had been saying to Cam that he should be pushing for sole custody mm-hmm. of Jack. And then... Cam saw how great Sophie was being with Jack and helping with the project, and he reconsidered, and especially after this performance, and said, you know what, mm-hmm. like, you can be part of his life, followed right up by the next scene with Cam and Jack who are walking down the street. Jack asks for some candy, and this time, now twice already we've heard, hey, Jack eats too much sugar. Well, third time is the charm because Jack is allowed to go buy some gummies from the vendor right outside of Sophie's apartment, presumably, because he says this is the one where I always go. And uh, so Cam gives Jack $20, asks for the change, and Jack says, hey, I guess it's inflation. There is no change. There never is. And Cam realizes right away. He rips open the gummies and finds drugs, and he does confront Sophie in the apartment, who I thought like her acting in that scene was great. She was so passionately, desperately in love with him and upset. Did you feel that too? 
her desperation, yeah. I think her yes, um Stephanie Leonidas acting great in that scene, just how she really showed that passion. But I don't think it was necessarily always from love and affection for Cam. I think it was more about what Cam represented. Cam is kind of that stability, even though she brings him down so often. So she kind of wasn't throwing it out saying like, I love you. It was more like, don't leave me. Don't don't do this to me. And that's really what I got at every time she said those things mm-hmm. to Cam. And I was more proud with just how well Cam is developing. Just he, he didn't fall for the familiar trap and familiar just habit to take her back. Especially when he just had that great interaction watching her with his, mm-hmm. you know, their son. So I really like just that Cam stood his ground. But it makes me more worried because... We're not at the finale yet, Zoe. So when good things happen to the characters, it's not meant to last just yet. So I'm worried. But definitely that scene, it actually, um, that one actually bothered me to watch because it's like, I really was, we Jack, I think, is our favorite character on the show. And we want good things to finally turn around for Jack, as demented as he is. So to Favorite see that, is relative. <laughs> okay, okay. Favorite actor, for sure, because he is so yes. creepy. But it's hard for me to find him as, and say declare he's my favorite just okay. because he is so creepy. Okay, well, I guess I just want something good to happen for Jack. And so the earlier scenes of him and Sophie, and then to watch it really crumble and know what that means for both those characters, that was... Uh, I think that was just my favorite part of the story, and I think those are the ones I'm connected to the most. I'd also like to point out, Cam pointed out how connected Garrett is to Jack, and I talked about that last week. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I think that I want good things for Jack, but I think I just feel like he's too far gone. I don't even feel like there's redemption there, so maybe that's why I don't have that same pull. And I I see what you're saying in terms of how Sophie reacted, that... You don't think she was saying she loved Cam specifically as much as she loved what he represented. But I think that it is more than that. I think it's that she genuinely loves him. And I think that they both together have had a very toxic relationship, clearly. Mm -hmm. But that she sees he's getting out of it and she is being left behind. But I think it is from love that she's worried about being left behind. So Mm -hmm. I thought that, yeah, that desperation in that scene felt very real to me like maybe the most real thing we've seen i mean like the stuff with jack he's a good actor and it's all creepy but this was something that i could see does that make sense that distinction definitely definitely. um and also i want to point out you're definitely right on the mark that uh sophie's fears were true uh cam and april there was there was a definite spark and she was watching that happen before her eyes she didn't like it yeah and can't blame her either you can't blame her for that Mm -mm. Well, that leads us into the big finale from the episode. Um, we have Allison and Tessa who confront Cam and say, hey, look, oh, excuse me. So Allison and Tessa confront Caleb mm-hmm. about the affair. They call him and they say, hey, what happened? And it turns out that Madeline had been lying a little bit. But there's also some confusion because although he was beaten up by Mitchell, it happened outside of the house. He was ambushed there. There was no beating up out inside and getting dragged down the stairs. So mm-hmm. that's then mystery number one. Who was being dragged down the stairs and what happened there? 
Then we have mystery number two building up here because we've got Garrett who goes to a hardware store, asks for a corn grinder. Then he's out in a field, which is actually where the title of the episode and a painting, The Veteran in a New Field, comes from. It's about 56 minutes in, and um, it was painted in 1865. It's a large oil painting that uh, was done through the summer and fall of 1865, not long after the nation came to grips with Robert E. Lee's surrender and mourned President Lincoln's assassination mm. is what is happening there. And so we see that Garrett is out in a field digging something up. Turns out he's digging up a body. And as he puts the jaw into the corn grinder to grind it up, we see Brady come out of the woods with a gun yelling, hey, knock it off, Garrett. <laughs> Not in those words. That's my paraphrase. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like, yeah, he really, that would have totally stopped me if I was <laughs> grinding up a body I just dug up. <laughs> I just want to say for the record, because I'm a big fan of for the record, I called that maybe only about five seconds before it happened. He did. But as we saw the painting and as we saw Garrett out in the field, I said to Gabriel, he is digging up a body. But then points for Gabriel because he called Brady coming out of the woods about five yes. seconds before that happened. Yes, it is like, you know, before they even start that circus, she was like, he's going to grind up the body. And then I'm like, no, Brady's going to stop him first. <laughs> yep. And she was holding on to that. The jaw is in the grinder. The jaw's in the grinder. And I'm like, yes, you're right, Zoe. And uh, you were right, always. too. They, they both were right. We were so, both right. Yeah, so fans, hashtag, who gets the points, Team Gabriel or Team Zoe? <laughs> That's a good Remember, hashtag. you get a frollo from me if you vote Team Gabriel. I'll see you guys on Twitter. <laughs> I like how you said a frollo. Frollo, follow. Frollo. Frollo me. <laughs> I thought you were going to say frog for a second. It's like, why would I you mean, give all people those, a frog? All those uh, <laughs> um, cam comics that, you know, is trying to get a better look at them before our show to see, hey, maybe that's where the clue is. Nice connection. Okay, I'll buy that. I know you, you tried didn't... to connect that just now. You didn't so... expect me to be that smart, did you, Zoe? You it thought, has nothing to you know, do with that. The sporty guy over here. What's he doing talking murder mysteries? <laughs> so big question then. Of course. Since we find out now that Caleb was not dragged down the stairs, do you think the vision was a real vision. Did someone's body come down the stairs? Is the body that Garrett's digging up the body that came down the stairs? Yes, that is exactly what I was going to go with because we thought it was Caleb. It's not. But then again, we thought the body being dragged down the stairs was Caleb. So, you know, ergo, the body that Garrett is digging up is the one that went down the stairs. <laughs> and I, No, no, I, I liked it. And I have to agree with you because, and I would, the only reason is because we have the evidence from the stairs that the mm -hmm. spindle or the, that's what it's called, right? The spindle yes. and, the, and the stair yeah, rail. It did happen. That that did break. So that's the only reason we know for sure there was a body and that Cam wasn't imagining yeah. it. It also takes us back to the mystery of what Madeline and Garrett are hiding together because yes. there's something else. So clearly it's whatever this mystery mm -hmm. is of who the body is. We also didn't discuss um, Madeline's. Uh, sequence uh she dumps that uh container full of bells her dream sequence. Uh, yes uh -huh. and that's another one why if it wasn't madeline then why is she really struggling with this right now because this is an episode for her where she was really tense mm -hmm. and yeah. it makes me if we are gonna assume it's not uh garrett or allison like we've been holding on to the strong push for Madeline right now is that she was the one who got a tip about um, what's it called from about Jennifer Wyndham, and also okay, she's the one 
if I'm not mistaken, we she... talked about it. Uh-huh. She was the only Hawthorne technically not accounted for with Allison from last week's episode because we know Cam is in rehab, uh-huh. Garrett's in jail, Tess and Brady are watching on the television. Allison is the only one that technically is out and around in that timetable. Same with Madeline. Right. So that's one of the things that I thought, hmm, maybe if it is Madeline, it's very easy to connect the dots there, but I still don't know. Well, I think that's a perfect spot to lead us into predictions then for next week. We only have three episodes left. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Now... I know we've gone back and forth a lot about who we think the killer or killers might be. We have? <laughs> so I am I think I'm team Madeline. I don't even need more time to think about it. I like that I say I think I am. <laughs> but She leaves it ambiguous, yes. you know. <laughs> so I can get out of it later. She's entitled to change. We're all entitled to change our mind. But here, I'm making my note right now that I'm, I'm voting Madeline. I think that, that hey, it's wait, her. Hey, wait, Zoe, isn't that your grocery list? No, I just can't. <laughs> No, she did right. It is Team Madeline. What about you? Are you still Team Garrett? Because you have been... Lately, you've been solidly Team Garrett. Of course I'm Garrett. But I have to say, they are really pushing me to want to say no. Because I want to give credit to the fact that if he wants to be in his uh, unborn child's life... We didn't even talk about it. Christina's out on the run somewhere. Well, he wants to prove his innocence if it's not him. But he hasn't just outright said it and i don't know why they're leaving that open because he could easily just lie about that so as much as they're trying to push us away from it i'm sticking to it garrett hawthorne you are the silver bells killer so you're saying just because he has not come out and said he's not that makes him by default possibly the killer but we haven't had the others come out and say they're not the killer either so i'm not sure i follow that logic my thing is that if why is Garrett out there digging up a body? Uh, we see now how much being close to these younger characters, the younger family members like Jack, how he understands from uh, Jenkins, you know, mm-hmm. not being around the niece. I feel like he's setting up for something that he can still be in these child's lives. So he's trying to prove something that maybe gets him out of it, maybe gets him a deal. That's my only thing, because that would be the only reason why he's going through all this and not just outright saying, no, I'm not Silver Bells. Let me be with my family. Well, clearly there is still something that he's hiding. Question for you. Of course. Do you remember the name of the woman who, the blind woman? Was her last name Jenkins? They did have that. It wasn't. What is it? Eight Kindred Spirits. I don't this remember which episode it was. It was at least three episodes ago because I was just thinking, that's sticking in my head. Is it possible that by some weird coincidence he was married to her? I don't think that's right. I, I just want confirmation that that's not right. No, of course. I understand exactly. Just trying to bring her back in there. <laughs> I'm trying to. This, By the way, you guys think, if anyone ever thinks they don't know what they're talking about, pages and pages of notes that's yes. right you keep all of your notes hot air balloon okay well, we'll gabriel, get back to that gabriel's yes, looking we'll, it up we'll you guys can out. let us know if you have the answer to that because our internet is down right now so yes. i have no way of looking myself so i'm 99 percent sure her last name was not jenkins but it did occur no, to me it, oh no she was not she female, was not miss jenkins okay james camby's wife Camby. miss camby okay 
it just stuck in my head for a moment. Wait, what if this all connects back and that he had been related? By the way, points for me for like Kobe Bryant getting the answer before the clock ran out. <laughs> save the game. You did save the game. Stepped up for his team. And where can everyone find you if they want to join your team? Uh, you know what? As always, hashtag Gabriel rocks and tweet me at double G on TV. And I'm Zoe Hewitt. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zoe Said What. That Zoe Said What. You can also find me on YouTube at Zoe Hewitt Hosting, where I do a weekly movie analysis show. Thanks so much for joining us on this week's American Gothic After Show. We will be right back here next week. We have three more episodes left. Let us know who you think is the killer. Bye bye. See you next week, fans. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.